Aloha, friends. This is Abe, and you're listening to Abe's Ukulele Podcast. I am currently recording this on March 29th, 2020, um, while we are in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, COVID-19 has been affecting a lot of people around the world, and currently there are about 700,000 confirmed cases. Many things have been canceled because of this, and uh, of course it's impacted a lot of people and uh, many livelihoods. In the U.S. alone, 3.3 million people have applied for unemployment. I'm sure that many of you listening to this have been hit by this. I wanted to take this opportunity to connect with you and with just a few people that have been affected by this. This is not an exhaustive account by any means. It's just a glimpse into how the ukulele community is doing. So it's just a few short chats uh, with some of my friends. I really hope that you are healthy and doing all right. I wish the same for your family and those that you hold dear. And I hope that you've had some time to relax just a little bit. There is no need to panic. We are all in this together. If you need some help, please reach out. My first call is with Mike Holzer of the Allegheny Ukulele Soiree. Mike, how are you? Good, I'm good, Abby. How are you doing? I'm okay. I heard your uh, soiree got canceled. What happened? Oh, this. your listeners probably are aware there is a pandemic right now around the globe. Um, and so we're in Pennsylvania, and up until a week ago, it was still not considered like like an imminent threat, like mm-hmm. things still seemed pretty low key. And then, so Friday, um, our governor closed the schools or the libraries closed, um, ordered non-essential businesses closed and it just tested it. And we just had to make the decision and, uh, we, we, we had to cancel it because, you know, a lot of our attendees are older or even if they're not in that high risk group, they care for people who are. And we mm. just couldn't bring that level of risk to our people who we, you know, love seeing year after year. It was a really, really hard decision. And, but I, I, we think it was the right one. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's interesting when you talk to people and you see what people have been doing and dealing with it. Um, my wife brought it up like almost right away. She was like, yeah, well, if school is canceled, maybe the kids will be fine. But I mean, all these kids, well, half of them at our school is like they're taken care of by their grandparents. And <laughs> It's like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Um, it's just astounding that you can have it and not know, really. Uh, anyway, yeah. well, that's... So the along with those lines, um, so not that long ago, we had sent out an email to our attendees saying, here are the steps we're going to take to try to keep you safe. And we listed all the things we were going to do mm-hmm. um, as the organizers. And we also listed out everything that the venue was doing. Um, so sanitizers, sanitizer stations in every workshop space, uh, you know, gloves on the people handling money, you know, the handshake rule, mm-hmm. things like that. And the governor was saying, you know, don't have, you know, shut down anything that's going to have more than 250 people. And so we were like, okay, we're, we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then that number just kept dropping. Oh yeah. Um, and then what kind of finally brought it home was the Washington post had an interactive uh, simulation of the different ways that the pandemic could go, depending on how much restriction we, you know, Brought upon ourselves. And oh, it was yeah. really amazing to see. I mean, if we did nothing, it was going to spread really fast. And if we, you know, shut everything down, then by the time it starts to spread, there's going to be enough healed people and there's going to be, you know, I don't hate to say herd immunity because that's a dumb concept, but that's kind of what it is. Like you can starve it out mm-hmm. by, you know, running out of infection factors. Mm. Oh, so. Um, what is this, what does this, uh, mean for your ukulele clubs? Yeah, just the one club. We, we, we do have two, two main groups though. Uh, one 
in Altoona and then one about 40 minutes away is kind of our, the second half of our group. Um, we had been planning to hold our jams because all of our jams, they're not like super packed. We usually have anywhere between like 10 and 20 people. So there's enough in the venues where we have hold them. There's enough space to, for people to spread out a little bit. Um, but then all, like I had said, all the, the governor asked all non-essential businesses to close. So that's the coffee shop, the, the community rooms, the what? library. Coffee is totally necessary. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, to go in and sit down inside, yeah. the, all the coffee shops are doing to-go orders. So you mm. can call ahead and they'll bring it out to you. And that's great. But that doesn't do any good for our gym. Mm-hmm. So we're... It, so we're... So Pennsylvania is basically in a shutdown for the next two weeks. So by early April, hopefully all of the restrictions will be lifted. Hopefully the pandemic mm-hmm. will be a little more, if not under control, then at least more under or better understood. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get back to jamming. But if we need to, you know, if we, if we need to not get together for a few months, then so be it. I mean, uh, much like our soiree, a lot of our members are older or are taking care of, you know, immunocompromised people. And we don't want to take those risks if we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. That's a very good, uh, those are very good steps to take. Um, so I also wanted to talk to you just quickly to see, like, get your perspective on, like, how does this or what does this mean for performers and teachers? Um, and then what are you doing for the soiree next? All right. So, so I mean, like I said, this was a really, really hard decision for us because I know that festivals are a large source of, um, you know, artist income, especially on the ukulele scene. Um, so uh, when we sent out our cancellation announcement, um, we we're going to refund everybody who had registered, and we asked them to, as their means allows, directly support all of our artists. And that, you know, could be as, you know, widely, you know, do anything like uh, take an online lesson for someone, or buy their CD, or buy their book, or you know, you know, buy them a coffee, or get mm-hmm. on their GoFundMe. You know, there's so many different ways to directly support the artists. And right now, the, the independent musicians really need the community support. Mm. Um, and then for this for next year's soiree, we, we actually... So the soiree is a 14-month planning process. Um, so I'm technically like a month and a half into next year. So we've got a date. Uh, it's April 30th through May 2nd. Um, we don't have, it's going to be um, in Altoona again at the Altoona Grand Hotel was our venue last year and our expected venue for this year. Uh, obviously that has changed. Um, and we don't have any artist announcements yet, but it, we're hoping to bring back some of, at least a few of the people um, who were supposed to come this year that we didn't get to see. Mm. So if all goes well, it's kind of going to be like, instead of the eighth annual soiree, it's going to be like the seven and a half annual soiree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, I wish you luck with that. Um, I was wondering before you go, because uh, we don't have a lot of time, but um, I was wondering if you have any advice or suggestions for just the common ukulele player and what we can do uh, to help or, you know, suggestions for things to do while we, you know, can't meet together in person. I've, I've been seeing a lot of live stream uh, play-alongs where people mute themselves and things like that. Um, what would you suggest we do? So like I had, like I said, uh, support your favorite ukulele artists directly. Um, so many of them offer online lessons, uh, like one-on-one private study, or maybe they have video lessons, or you know, buy their latest CD. Um, I know that uh, Mim um, of Mim's Youth has been compiling a list of um, ukulele artists who are actively, you know, wanting uh, to give lessons. So mm-hmm. I mean, she's probably she's going to be a really good resource right now to find people who are looking for students. 
Um, and while people are, you know, uh, cooped up for a couple of weeks, now's a really good time to do that. Mm. Yeah, it's a good time to, uh, well, you could buy a new ukulele if you want, but mostly just, you know, practice the things that you have been putting off. Mm-hmm. That that advice has hit me pretty hard, actually. Um, I've been seeing things like, you know, do that cleaning that you've been meaning to do. Uh, <laughs> and I just see, you know, the, I have this stack of ukulele books that I pick up every now and then. I don't really, uh, I don't really work through it. But anyway, you know, I got a lot of work to do, but um, that's great. Um, well, Mike, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to catch up with me and uh, talk about this crazy thing that's happening now. Um, your festival has been canceled, but music and ukuleles have not been canceled, so we can carry on <laughs> our wayward sons. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, thank you. My next call was with Keith and Nani Lowry of the Gaithersburg Ukulele Festival. All right, so I have here on the phone Keith and Nani Lowry. Hello. Hi, thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, The reason I really want to talk to you today is actually um, something that's been happening recently in the news and everywhere else. Uh, The coronavirus, COVID-19, is uh, canceling festivals, and it's actually canceled yours. So I was wondering if you could talk about that. What does it mean uh, for you as organizers and for, like, performers and teachers? Basically, we were looking at um, what was the school system going to do yes, here. Yes, that's what I was but, also, but we didn't use that as a barometer. It was just, I didn't want to cancel the festival. That, that's the truth. But we got, I never told Nani this, so she's hearing us for the first time. <laughs> I, I got, um, we have on our webpage um, a link where someone can make a comment if they want to, you know, if there's a question or they want to volunteer mm-hmm. for something. But there were three individuals, all different people. They were practically anonymous. They only gave their first name. They were not registered for our festival. I know that. So I didn't know what email was coming from. But they all said to me, it was, you know, why haven't you canceled yet? Why haven't you canceled yet? And these started coming probably two weeks before we it was actually canceled. Mm. And that's because I was not willing to pull the plug. I was just hoping beyond all hope. Mm-hmm. that I did not have to cancel it after all the work put into it, and the artists. And um, I was feeling horrible. You know, a lot of them, we had a family coming from Las Vegas that had, you know, put out quite a bit of money to come, and, and we were helping with that as well. But they were bringing two sons that weren't part of it, so they had to pay for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was quite an expense. Uh, Kevin Carroll was coming from Austin, Texas, and different ones were coming. So when... When it became a reality that it had to be canceled, the pastor from the, church, the host church, he emailed me, or us, but mostly me, and said, Keith, I am so, so sorry that we have to cancel it. I guess it's the both of us. And um, so I received it. I was at work. I was able to receive it. I responded back and immediately put out something to people so they had as much time as possible. And that was last Thursday. Mm. I mean, it's, yeah, so... Again, we were still hoping, and we've had we've actually had, um, like, Nani's one of the well, she's good with a lot of things, but one of the things is getting manufacturers to get things like the ukulele manufacturers, but also artists that aren't even coming to our festival, mm-hmm. but they have merch that maybe can help promote them. Yeah. So like, Craig and Sarah sent us some stuff that we were going to give out as door prizes. So we were getting some of the stuff in the mail after we'd already canceled. Wow. But it was, uh, yeah. So it was, it was, um, it was kind of rough. Yeah. But I tell you what, the people that came to the festival that were registered for the festival, I'm sorry, they were so kind about it. Mm-hmm. And I think out of all the people, only three people asked for the funds back. And, uh, the rest of the people are just waiting for us to hold it sometimes. I, we don't know when, but, mm-hmm. but they're hoping. And um, so that's been kind of what's been going on. And Donnie and I, we, we, we did like a little show recently online. We had mm-hmm. um, three out of the four we had special guests come up. And it was, 
it wasn't the best production in the world, but it was it was effective, and um, people said they liked it. And uh, I forget how many people we had. We we had four different artists um, join us, and what what okay? So what happens when it snows here, right? And get snowed in. So I host uh, a weekly jam at the music store that I teach at. In fact, they're one of our sponsored. Uh, vendors mm-hmm. and uh, so what do I do? Let's have the jam here at in my dining room. So I've already had three uh, online jams here in my living room, and all we do is uh, I uh, leave the the songs from the yellow and blue uh, Jim Bella uh, ukulele songbook, mm-hmm. and they play at home. Yeah, it's a bummer that we can't hear them. Mm. Uh, they can comment on Facebook, you know, but that, that's the extent of, of that. Uh, but it, it, it gets people to still play their ukulele mm-hmm. at home. Um, and then uh, now it's kind of snowballing that way. Mm. Other people are going to do that. Or um, I've also put out... Um, uh, videos myself just to share songs uh, that mm-hmm. I love and kind of lift people's spirits right now because we all we all need it. We don't know what what's gonna happen because of all this. Of course, yeah. we're hopeful that we'll get this right. So one of the one of the guests we had was Kevin Carroll, and mm-hmm. Kevin just shared with us how how hard this was for him. He said, "See, this is this is my livelihood. This is what I do." Mm-hmm. And not only was it canceled, but yeah. you know, everything was canceled. And workshops I was supposed to do and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Kevin actually is an author as well. He puts out songbooks and, mm-hmm. and yeah, various things. Mm-hmm. And so what we did, he was one of our special guests. And I said, and I want you to sell yourself and, and the merch that you have. And um, go overboard. I don't care. So we wanted, we wanted to be uh, an instrument for him, in a sense, to help him however we could. Yeah. And uh, then I think we put follow-up information on, you know, uh, the Facebook mm-hmm. um, as a comment. And we also did it with Bill Wynn. Bill Wynn was supposed to come down and be kind of, he was kind of a late add-in. He was supposed to be like an MC for us mm-hmm. all our concert and teach a workshop on the history of the ukulele. But, um, and then I hear he might be a headliner after the Monkey Friends this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome. He's really yeah. Awesome. So we had him plug his uh, kind of his online radio show, radio program, and uh, but he was happy to do that. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we had one of our local instructors, and she played uh, some songs and yeah, Liz Parker. And she that was awesome. And then we had a a, a guy we know, uh, Tim Steele, who. Uh, most people would know in the ukulele world necessarily, but he Locally. he leads uh, the Brunswick, Maryland uh, youth camp once a month, mm. and which we frequent. It's, it's a nice drive for us, about 15 minutes to an hour drive, depending on traffic, and it's been an old church renovated into a cafe, and um, we just enjoy the ambiance. It's just kind of neat to play, and they like to be playing bass with them, but, mm-hmm. um, and of course they love Nani's ukulele too. So we, we uh, asked him to play some, and so he played a couple of songs. So it was kind of a neat thing. I want to do something again like, similar to that, mm-hmm. where we invite guests. We're going to try to perfect the, you know, how we do it. But, mm. um, because we know the artists are hurting. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything we can do to help them plug themselves, maybe maybe Kevin will get one or two uh, online lessons from it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing that's happening because of this, uh, so smaller, okay, one of the things that doesn't work online is uh, being able to hear one another mm-hmm. like at the same time. Yeah, like syncing it up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, but people are still being creative with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, even, you know, through all the different media, uh, 
different social media things, you know, Messenger, yeah. uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Zoom, so, you know, or you know, FaceTime, so people get on, you know, they say, okay, I'll leave the song, but they can see each other, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's the part of it. They see each other, and then you got to turn your volume down, and then, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, let the person leaving jump, leave the song, and then you go to the next person, you know, mm-hmm. kind of round robin. <laughs> that virtual round robin. So, yeah, one of um, my friends uh, was doing that. Uh, it was like a big video chat, and they would go around the circle. One person would lead, right. and the others would mute themselves. And I thought, that's actually a really good way to build up your own solo performance oh, yeah. skills because you don't hear anybody else, but you do feel them there. Right. And then if you're not leading the song, if you're muted and playing along with your friend, then you get the other person singing with you, <laughs> and nobody hears you. Know, you. The, yeah, the other thing that's funny about that is you know, I mean, I, this is a new for me to do it because when we had, we're snowed in mm-hmm. uh, a couple winters ago, so I was like, oh, I can't go to the jam today, everybody's fun. But hey, why don't I do it for my living room? So, of course, you know, you, you do it and then you realize, oh, wow, you know, you hear your own mistakes, right? Because you're the mm-hmm. only one there, but they, <laughs> oh, well. You know, I, I, you just have fun with it. You just yeah. keep on, but, you know, but you just do it. So what if you, you make mistakes? <laughs> and we all, uh, one of the things that we have at one of the gems that I lead is, oh, it's not about mistakes. It's about opportunity. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's, it's all, it's all in fun. You know, yeah. it's cool you know? Ukulele is meant to be a fun instrument. I totally agree. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, it's as as awful as the situation is, it's also kind of um, inspiring in some ways. You know, like seeing the Italians singing on their rooftops to each other or their balconies. It's just, it's kind of nice when, uh, not, I don't want to say it's nice when bad things happen, but when bad things happen and the beautiful parts of humanity come out, it's it's actually kind of nice yeah. to see. Um so actually, uh, Keith and Nani, I, I really could talk to you all day and it's really been lovely catching up with you and getting to meet you. But I wanted to ask you just one final question. And um, it's kind of a combination of like, what are you planning to do now, like with the festival? And uh, what should us ukulele players do? You kind of answered this already, but I was wondering if you could um, just kind of roll everything up in a ball. Is that does that make sense? Well, we told our folks to, to, to stay tuned. Uh, it, we were so fortunate. We changed venues from last year, and mm-hmm. uh, we did have everything planned in one church, and they were so supportive. Um, they didn't even know us, really. We don't go to church there, but um, it's a long story as to how we met them, but I'm not going to get into it. But the the past from the pastors, the assistant pastors, the, the sound guy, everybody was so supportive. And um, they want us to have it. As mm-hmm. soon as this thing clears up, they, they want to start working on uh, another gate. So That's what we're going to do, we had a three-day festival. We might turn into a one-day festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a rule-off then on Sunday. We might just go ahead and have it on mm-hmm. a, for lunch. That's <laughs> great. Lunch or dinner, but um, but uh, there's so many instructors that say, hey Keith, man, you have it. Let me know as soon as possible, and I can, you know, if I can set it in, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So that's been real perfect. Um, so that's you know the the ukulele majority that were coming. Like I said, um, they're still waiting, and they're not they're not asking for any refunds or anything, at least, at least not at this point. And then, mm-hmm. so we'd like to have, you know, the adaptation would be just a smaller event. Um, so what, one of the things that's been nice is that the, uh, especially for the folks coming from out of town, um, and we made arrangements with a local hotel chain and they were gracious and they refunded people a hundred percent. So wow. we're, you know, that's, we're fortunate for that. Uh, 
you know, and uh, the airlines, not so much, but yeah. it, it is what it is. But, you know, so uh, in some ways, uh, some of it's been financially recovered um, from that way. Um, but yeah, we're kind of waiting and seeing what happens uh, and see if we can indeed uh, still have it this year. One thing that we can't have is we had Kung Shaldin Halama coming from Las Vegas with her family, with her husband and uh, kids, and they were she was going to leave, uh, we called the Pili Pa'a Hula Seminar, and we had 33 people signed up for that. Oh, and, wow. Uh, we can't have that. Yeah. I don't think that they can't make it back out. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't come back. And so that, that was a real disappointment. Like, you know, whenever you add something as like that, first off, you will never see anybody sign up, and then to have a, a real good number, more than you expected, sign up. That creates a lot of excitement, and then to have, you know, have the rule, uh, what the rug pulled out from under, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was disappointing because we're going to work that into the concert Sunday night after the the luau, and have some of those uh, students that learn the dances from the Kumu Sheldon mm-hmm. out perform them, so those that could come. Mm-hmm. So. It kind of tied together. That was the link that tied together the festival and the Luan concert. That makes any sense. Yeah. No, you got to, um, once you learn something, you got to put put it to practice right away. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for for me personally, the, uh, whether we did have this festival this year uh, or not, now that what we're going through right now, uh, as a country, really, you know, uh, worldwide, that what what what's the purpose here? You know, why were we even going to have the festival? The part of the festival, you know, but the ultimate for me is to bring hope to people, mm-hmm. um, no matter what your life circumstance is. Uh, and for us, personally, just to that you're even coming to our festival, you're allowing us to share our love for the ukulele uh, with you, you know, um, and to have signed up is humbling. But it was very to be hopeful in life, to become a better person, to go out there to the community and share love, share aloha, really, uh, with with others. Uh, and now that we're going through this, don't stop doing that. You know, to have this online uh, show along and mm-hmm. to share a lot. Uh, that's how I grew up. You know, uh, being able to share that. And uh, I'm going to continue to do that. And hopefully, you know, uh, we can do this sooner than later. But, you know, when, when you think of other things, yeah, we still have our the rest of our other part of our life. Mm. You know, but we still have to be hopeful that that's going to get us through all this. And but it totally is one of those ways we get through things, sharing it. And the way we've done both these uh, planning for both of these festivals, 2019 and now this year, um, we we aim for smaller class sizes, which means we need we need more instructors mm. and more classrooms than than um, maybe your average uh, festival. We had 23 instructors coming, oh, and, wow. um, and which is pretty big. And uh, but it's what it does. It really builds it on a community. Yeah, and we were Nani and I were talking like I want to get a quick picture of all the instructors, and we were trying to figure out when everybody would be here. And it was like that was straining my brain a little bit uh, at <laughs> the time because uh, I don't know. It just it was gonna be fantastic. I think it it's um, I think I've cried once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm. 
Um, I didn't see you cry, but I, it was it was pretty emotional. That you know that the festival that I envisioned is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'll never have these things. I have brothers, the Tolosa brothers, Jose Luis and Angel mm-hmm. Tolosa, that now are stuck in Mexico because of uh, the coronavirus. Oh wow! They left. They left Venezuela and they were going to return back to New York City and Mexico's, you know, held them back. And I don't know if they're back yet. And they came back to our festival. Almost made me feel bad. Jeez. But but I it was the twelfth that we canceled. It's the twelfth they flew back, and he mm-hmm. didn't get. He said I could have stayed in Venezuela, but I, I didn't. He didn't find out early enough. Mm. So um, I'm not sure how long he's going to be stuck there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we had a quite a variety of people coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he plays the quattro. Yeah, they really the cousin of the ukulele. So anyway, um, we shall overcome, right? Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> we shall overcome. Um... Well, Keith, Nani, thank you so much for talking to me. I really hope uh, and uh, wish and pray for the best for you and the festival going forward and all the performers. Thanks for making the time for me. You're welcome. It's good talking to you. Thank you. Next, I talked with Christopher Davis Shannon, also known as Banjolele Tin Man. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing just peachy, I bet. So, um, as you know, the world is falling apart. No, not really. But uh, a lot of people are affected. And um, as a uh, primarily gigging musician, I actually wanted to talk to you to see how this situation has been affecting you as a gigging, gigging musician. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's ground my life to a halt <laughs> in oh. some ways and uh, really ramps things up in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all my live gigs are canceled. Festivals are canceled. Everything till at least June. Right now, it looks like. Wow. Um, so I mean, that's that sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, it's, I I think it's so similar to what everyone else is going through. I have so many friends that are in the service industry, and and you know, other gig economy workers, and it's not just musicians. We're all going through this together. Man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I try to keep in mind. It's like. It's not just my industry here. It's everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that means more to me. You know, we all are got to get through this together. Yeah. I, it's interesting, uh, you know, just as you go through the, the list of all the people that are affected by this, it's just kind of crazy. Because um, yeah. even me, it's like I'm a, uh, a part-time teacher. I don't really have to worry about it. But then even there's this question of like, hmm, is he working for it? And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> right. Uh, but of course, as soon as we realized school is closed for much longer then it's like, we're just here scrambling, trying to, you know, run an online school all of a sudden. It's like, Oh yeah. Geez. The whole other world. Yeah. As you know. <laughs> I'm trying to move all my, my private students online. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, doing that as well. The first yeah. time I've ever done this. It's fun. Um, yeah. I need better internet. <laughs> Anyway, what, um, what, what's are you using Zoom? I'm using Zoom right now. Yeah, um, I do have uh, access to Google Meet, but um, I didn't really like it the same. I liked Zoom for its simplicity and uh, especially people it. on. Honestly, it's the least latency issues I have. Oh, okay, Zoom. that's good to know. Yeah, yeah, even because been... my internet's pretty terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing it the most uh, recommended, um, partially partially because of the, the latency, but also because. Um, no matter what device you have, it seems it's the quickest to get on and sign up. Um, you don't actually need yeah. an account, so it's just like, you know, pretty, right. you pretty quick. You meeting links to people, so you yeah. can set things up in advance, and that's, mm-hmm. that's really beautiful, because I have, like, my students scheduled out. You know? Yeah, the waiting room is so nice. Just, you know, yeah. get in here, yeah. and uh, <laughs> they're um, they're actually waiving the fee for schools. I'm not sure if they're doing that I for individuals. I but, don't um, believe so, just schools, but I mean, it's... It's worth it. It's only for more than three people, though, that you need the extra time. Right. Exactly. And then you still get an hour. So that's yeah. sufficient for just about everything. So, um, Chris, I did want to ask you, like, what, as a, from the perspective of a gigging musician, but also a teacher, um, what can we ukulele players around the world do to support the situation? Um, I mean, there's, 
there's a lot. Um, pretty much we're all stuck online for the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going outside to play. Um, you know, listen to our music, watch our YouTube videos, share those videos with everyone else. You'll know, get those metrics up. That's, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I hate to say like exposure is money to some extent <laughs> it is because you're, you're pulling from a larger pool mm-hmm. of people when, when people are sharing it. And that's important. Um, I have my Patreon, which is my big thing. Um, like, yes, I want people to buy my music and all that, but sign up for my Patreon, get lessons, get something out of it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that's ongoing support for an artist versus here's $5 for a record once. You know, it's um, that's actually helping out the arts in the long term, which mm-hmm. is much more important to me because things like this can happen anytime and blindside mm-hmm. us and people that work in the gig economy. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's tough to have ongoing income when you're a freelancer mm-hmm. um, and services like Patreon and um, other subscription services like uh, artist works. I know Craig and Sarah um, work with them doing lessons um, and subscription services like that are really, really what helps mm-hmm. fund what I do and, and, and what other musicians do because we, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to count on a, a little bit of money. And it's, you know, and the end user is also getting something out of it mm-hmm. besides just a product. It's an ongoing yeah. support system for both of us. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a, I'm a patron of you, and I think it's definitely worth it. So um, I, I love the idea that it's just, you know, I need to uh, give up one trip to the coffee shop a month uh, and I get like, you know, every week, at least sometimes more, um, you get all these little bits of info and I really do love playing ukulele more than drinking coffee. So uh, it's not a big <laughs> sacrifice, you know, <laughs> I might actually like coffee more. I gotta be honest. Oh um, no. <laughs> well, if you think like, about it, you... I support like 15 people or something. Oh like yeah. That. Wow. Cause with the, with the amount that most people charge, like it's worth it. And mm-hmm. 90% of them, I don't even <laughs> log on and check the material yeah I, I i'm signed up to a few people like that i just i just throw money at them i'm like i love what you're doing just just go just that's how i feel <laughs> yeah like i want to you know give that yeah i know it's and you said it's a cup of coffee it's not much you know like mm-hmm. three to five dollars a month really but you know both of us know how much that can add up mm-hmm. um when you get enough people over there and it's it's worth it. I like being able to just throw some ongoing support to artists mm-hmm. that I believe in their career, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, Chris, you have some mini ukulele workshops you are working on, on Instagram and other places. And also there's a, uh, an, an ukulele workshop that Craig and Sarah are putting together. Could you tell me a little bit about those workshops that, um, you know, you don't need to get within six feet of people to partake in? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm actually starting tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be teaching on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook Live at the same time. Oh, nice. Um, and I'm going to start live streaming the festival workshops that I would usually do since the festivals are canceled. Mm. And there'll be, you know, there'll be a tip bucket there. Pay mm-hmm. what you want, but you don't have to pay anything. It's free info. I'm giving out the materials. And, uh, and I intend to keep doing that as long as we're stuck in you know, a full hour-long workshop. Mm-hmm. A week, not not a mini lesson, but really getting people in on it. And uh, we're going to do a live concert with the the trio as well um, next week. Hopefully, you know, depending on everyone's health. Nice. Um, my bass player's uh, partner is in healthcare and mm-hmm. in and out of hospitals, so he's kind of uh. questionable as to whether we can have him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, but they're, we're going to be doing some live concerts. Even my, my little hometown in Jersey is doing a live stream concert, um, mm-hmm. every night of a musician from Pittman. So I'm, I'm doing one of those, um, for a little Pittman, New Jersey on Sunday night. Nice. Um, but you know, just trying to do as much as so much of this can be done mm-hmm. online. Um, and I think, I think we're going to see some advantages to it in the long run. And it's making me rethink a lot of things that, you know, I can do this. You know, this mm-hmm. is playing music is all I do. Um, and how can I utilize my time wisely to give the players, you know, more in the end. And maybe some of it is doing more of this online stuff independently mm-hmm. versus relying on gigs so much, yeah. which, is, which is fine by me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love seeing the, uh, the surge of uh, teachers, especially that are like, 
you know, what do I do? I need to do everything online now. And there's just so many people that are just ready to catch them and just like, hey, here's how you do it. You're you're ready to go. It's just so nice. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Like I've been doing the online stuff for mm-hmm. years now. And uh, I'm even helping uh, a nice talk. I teach at the Philadelphia Folk School, which is run by the Folk Song Society here mm-hmm. and runs the Philly Folk Festival and all that. Um, I teach their group ukulele classes, so I'm helping them so that we can migrate that online to continue the group classes that they do over there, not just for youth, but for other instruments, mm-hmm. um, and keep their school doing what they do, because they're, they're a venue as well, and they're, live, they're still keeping their concerts if the artists want to do them, just live streaming them without an audience. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of cool, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, I mean... It's it's kind of terrible what's happening, but at the same time, it's sure. it's kind of exciting, uh, you know, seeing all the activity that's going on. So um, I'm excited for these workshops you're putting on and all the other things that are going to come out of this. So, Chris, thanks for talking to me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Abby. Finally, I talked with Mim of Mim's Ooks. So, Mim, right. thank you so much for uh, talking to me. Um, I wanted to talk to you actually because. Uh, Right now, as you know, there's this crazy virus going around, and among many other things being canceled, there are a lot of gigs, workshops, and festivals being canceled because of this virus. Um, so from your perspective, I wanted to know, actually, how has this been affecting you as um, you know, a, a workshop teacher, but more uh, an ukulele retailer? Mm-hmm. And now, my business is mainly online, so in a way, it hasn't touched my business yet. Um, post office is still running. I even looked up because I want to protect my customers because, you know, I don't know who the ukulele is going to, if it's going to be a high risk customer or not. So like how long the virus stays on, you know, various materials and cardboard, it can last, um, three days on something Mm. like the ukulele. It's probably only a few hours. They get wiped down for their sent out anyway. But, um, now by the time they're sick, if you're in a high risk, I would probably set it aside for about a day, but mm. that's about it. And you should be fine. So, I mean, it's funny the things you have to suddenly consider, but when it comes to the festivals, I've been watching, you know, my gigs just sort of, I was just about to make a graphic of all my upcoming gigs. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, do I even bother? Because I feel like they're all starting to get marked off one at a time mm. now for me when i go to festivals i do teach workshops and i do perform and i mc i kind of do different things depending on what i'm booked to do um having a vendor table it hurts that i can't like get out there it helps my business a lot when i go to festivals because i also do setups for tips while i'm there so people can see me work they see my setup they see you know the skills that I have, and then that ha- um, kind of establishes the trust for them to order from me online. Mm-hmm. So I kind of miss that opportunity in a way to show off what I do daily at festivals. Um, but they really aren't my bread and butter. I'm, I'm, I, I hate to say lucky. I mean, I'd love to be a performer for a living. Um, but in this current situation, I'm lucky that it isn't like my bread and butter. Often, um, I barter like my workshop and performing for a table and a place to stay. So like really, as far as performer fees and stuff, I'm not out anything. I'm just out what I usually would make on a vendor table, but I'm going to do my best to try to make up for that online. Um, but the big concern I have, to be honest, is for my friends, Mm -hmm. um, for my performer friends going to all these festivals. Um, I know people really, really well now. And I can already see them struggling. Um, so at this time, I really hope that um, the ukulele community rallies around these artists that they've known and loved for so long and supports them, especially if they were buying a festival ticket to see them, if they could use that money to purchase an album or purchase an on-time, on, online lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our print media, um, all of them usually have something out there that maybe... Um, the money that you save on the hotel and the gas that you set aside for that festival, if you could throw a little bit extra support um, towards these artists. Mm, yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's really great to hear that um, you're mostly doing very well, but it's actually really exciting to see 
Um, what is springing up? Uh, I don't know if you heard about the mini online ukulele festival that Craig and Sarah are putting together. Um, just things yeah. like that. Uh, it's kind of, even though there's things that are really awful, it's kind of nice to see people stepping up. Um, you know, like that uh, uh, Mr. Rogers quote about looking for the helpers. Um, it's really nice to see yeah. the helpers. Um, so I was just wondering what your... Well, actually, you kind of already answered this, but what can we ukulele players do to support the situation? You mentioned um, the money you save for uh, workshops to use that and spend towards artists. Um, I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome, especially because you might get one-on-one time with uh, a teacher and you might not get that in a workshop. Although face-to-face is my preferred way to teach, but um, it's kind of like... if, if you have the means, your dollars go further now in some cases. Um, is there anything mm-hmm. you wanted to add to that, like things we can do, just common players uh, to support this situation? Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think, like, what else can be done? I mean, I've seen a lot of really neat, like, online um, pop-up jams. Uh, there's people that feel very isolated right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and this is just for everybody, the entire world as a whole, like to be very kind uh, to people at this time, because there's some people, I'm an introvert. So mm-hmm. the, the big joke is like, I've been preparing for this all my life, but you know, I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got yes. a lot going on locally. <laughs> I've been using it as a time to like take on some extra foster puppies and to, you know, work in my orchard and things like that. But, oh, nice. you know, to really reach out to people that kind of need need yeah. that social interaction. Um, because, you know, people are even losing their jam groups and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, another thing is some of the local music retail stores. And, I mean, this does not serve me well as far as if I was all about the dollars. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um I have an order cap of how many orders I could do every week. And then when I'm done, I saw that another store in Pennsylvania that mainly funky frets, they have a ukulele festival, ukulele festival mm-hmm. um, in Pennsylvania. And they always invite me to vend, which I think is so kind because they are a music store. So, I mean, it's funny mm-hmm. that a music store would invite another music store to vend at their festival. And we've become friends and so supportive. And so at this time, when I hit my order cap, because I'm one person, I can only do a certain amount of orders every week before mm-hmm. my hands, my fingers just hurt. Um, but uh, I'm trying to encourage people to then give them a call if there's a specific model or a beginner ukulele or even any certain ukulele to, to, to contact them because they can't open their doors right now. They're under governor's orders that, mm. uh, you know, only essential businesses. Well, a music store is an essential, and they've been trying curbside pickup, and they're putting a lot of their lessons online. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, so if people can also keep in mind those businesses as well, um, you know, it'll go a little bit further than you know ordering a ukulele off of guitarcenter.com. If you can really do do your legwork and call up some mm-hmm. of these local businesses, um, so big shout out to Funky Frets in Pennsylvania. Um, give them a call, Kelly. Tell them then, Cynthia. Um, and, and then the online businesses, you know, I mean, you know, you can still order from me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also on my site, I put a um, little tab for online lessons, which oh, I've yeah, been needing to right. do for a while. That is yeah. awesome. And, yeah. And if anybody out there is struggling as an artist, I was hoping to prioritize it like mm-hmm. struggling artists first um but i don't know really how to go about doing that but Mm. um i would like to expand that to anybody that offers online lessons but i would like it first to be the people where it's their bread and butter right now yeah um so that they're they're getting i mean the thing is not to be greedy right now nobody should be greedy which is why i don't mind throwing some business at some of you know the, Mm -hmm. the local shops that might need it um but um but yeah, if anybody needs to be added to that list, you know, just drop me a message. And so I'm trying to keep that up. And, you know, it, I had a really busy day and it took some time out of my day, but a little bit of time that hopefully mm-hmm. will help some of, you know, these artist friends. So you just go to mensdukes.com and there's a little online lessons tab. Click on that. And I think I've got about 20 people up there right now. And mm-hmm. I try to add like what they specialize in. Mm-hmm. So what's kind of cool is there may be somebody that wouldn't be your teacher like for always, but 
but that you could get a lot out of a couple lessons for a certain skill. Yeah. So like Robin Evans in England, um, he's a good friend of mine, master at slide and blues ukulele. Mm. Like amazing, really unique artist. And so, you know, if you set the thought, well, I want to learn something a little bit new. Let, let me, you know, learn some slide in my ukulele. Um, mm-hmm. It's just something that you don't see very often. And it's not something that you see on the workshop circuit very often. So it's a really unique opportunity to maybe spend a half hour or an hour, like, you know, with an artist, like you say, one-on-one and really learn a very specific skill as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. I really love that. Um, Just trying to uh, help where we can because you know sometimes Mm -hmm. when I want to when I think about signing up for lessons I can get a little anxious and think you know maybe I don't want to stay with them forever but actually even one lesson um, with a teacher can can kind of open up a lot of new things in your mind musically speaking Um, so uh, I I personally really appreciate that Um, in terms of how to do it I would recommend just the honor system for now Um, like you said, if uh, if it's the majority of your income, uh, you should come mm-hmm. first because I, I teach lessons, but I don't need it as badly as some other people I know. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I will put that link in the show notes. Um, thank you, Mim, so much for talking to me. Um, yeah, I, I wish you luck in everything. So talk to you thank soon, you. hopefully. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode, my friends. All relevant links can be found in the show notes. This episode was meant to give hope and awareness, and I sincerely hope that you could find some of that here. If you have the means, please support your friends and others that may be in a tough situation. And if you find yourself in a tough situation, make sure you reach out to a friend or someone, anyone. Because like I said, we are all in this together, and I sincerely believe that we will get through it. So until next time, keep on strumming, and aloha!